Week after week, you will hear this if you've been attending church. You know, the worship service is now nearing its end. And before the congregation sings the closing doxology, the pastor will normally choose a text in the scripture to pronounce the benediction to. And one of them is, Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26, and it goes like this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And as a normal response, the whole congregation in unison will say, Amen. And as a religion, we have been doing this for quite some time now. You know, when you attend church every Sunday, you will hear the benediction pronounced every time. But why? Why does the large majority of Christian churches have this as part of their liturgy, especially at the end of the worship services? We have been doing this for centuries, and if this strikes you as a valid question, it is perhaps, like me, you have rarely encountered someone who is asking the same thing. Or perhaps, like me, for a very long time, you yourself have not asked what this is for. What is the benediction for. Many of us have not looked deeply as we should about the parts of our liturgy, you know? We think that we have to do it because it's formal and we have to follow the tradition of Christians throughout the history. And there's some truth in that, but I don't think that would suffice as an explanation. Surely, there must be something else other than antiquity that we're not incorporating it simply because it's been there for a very long time. And to be sure, it's not just another scripture reading as a part of the worship service, nor is the benediction some sort of a prayer, nor is it just the pastor's way of saying formally goodbye to the congregation for this Lord's Day and see you next Sunday. The benediction is known as the good word, but it's not even the pastor's good word to you. If we read Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 to 23, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. So that's the rationale behind it, why it was pronounced before the people of Israel, why the minister pronounces it to us. It's a direct covenant blessing from God through his minister as a mouthpiece, as his people 
leaves the congregation. So it's not just another person saying, God bless you to you. It is God himself saying how he blesses you as you leave. More particularly, he is putting his name upon us as we are dismissed. In the same chapter, verse 27, So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. It is God marking us and stamping his name upon us. But why does God do this anyway? Why does he, through the benediction, stamp his name upon us? What good does it even do to our souls? Well, you and I need this, and we need this so much. You see, as a tired, confused, destitute sinner, you must make the most out of this, God dismissing you with his name upon you. Don't let it enter your right ear only to pass through and leave from your left ear. Don't just say, Amen, as the pastor pronounces the benediction in church. Let it sink deeply in your heart. Why? Because you will be heading out of your spiritual home and it's a jungle out there. You are about to face another week in the heated battlefield of the world where countless of idols will surround you and they have all sorts of commodities to offer in exchange for the currency of your soul. Your soul for the price of pleasure, money, recognition, intimacy, and everything else. Satan and his pawns will be tempting you to make the deal and sell yourself, and your confused flesh will be put on the spotlight of temptation, lots of temptation, all through the week. And if you're armed only by sheer determination to resist, you don't stand a chance. We don't win this war by sheer power of the will. Considering all the dangers that you have to face in the coming days, therefore heed the words of the benediction where God is confirming His covenant with you. He is putting His name upon you and claiming you as His and giving himself to you as yours. In the benediction, God is basically saying, I, the Lord, the ultimately holy, powerful, wise, loving, sufficient, faithful Lord, I am yours and you are mine. And God promises that you will not be alone and you will lack nothing. Remember how we have mentioned that idols are making all sorts of offer in exchange for your soul? Well, this is how you effectively make a counter offer 
against your idols. By taking to heart God's declaration of covenant ownership, He says, I will be your God and you shall be my people. You are needy and therefore you are easy to tempt. And unless you are reminded of how much you own, you will easily give in to the deals that the devil is trying to make with you. You are needy. You are alone. Yet, like the father in the story of the prodigal son, God says, You are always with me, and everything I have is yours. In the benediction, we find God's ultimate generosity, not just because He is giving us the things that we need, but because He is giving Himself to us by marking us and putting His name upon us. When you hear this good word, this benediction, as you leave the congregation of His people, know that God is sending you away in peace, and that means a lot. You are capping off the Lord's day with His covenant approval. The gospel of Christ is once again marked upon you. The blood of the Lamb is painted on your doorpost. In the benediction, you are reminded that God is not angry with you and He will not destroy you, sinful though you are. Because of Jesus' mediation, God's face is shining upon you and He is gracious to you. And this matters a lot. If you are in enmity with God, if you are not in good terms with Him, it doesn't matter if all of earth shows favor to you. It doesn't matter who your friends are or who will back you up. You are in trouble if God stands against you as your enemy. But the vice versa is also true. And this is what is being pronounced at the benediction. If God pronounces His peace and friendship with you, it doesn't matter who your enemies are. Are you scared? Does the world, the devil, and your flesh scare you? God understands. That is why He pronounces his peace upon you. That is why he is telling you that even as you leave the physical assembly of his people, he is not going away. He is not abandoning you. He will remain near to you. Swift to its close ebbs out life's little day. Earth's joys grow dim its glories pass away. Change and decay in all around I see. O thou who changest not, abide with me.